I ain't gonna be part of the greatest, I gotta be the greatest myself. Come on, come on, yeah, come on, yeah, baby. What? What a surprise! Give yourself a make a roll over your eyes. All my people getting money capitalized. Die, little small guy, we on the rise. Everything I brought from touch flat, the mind's full of your quip. You know we coming all on supplies. Got a big gun and I'ma show you the size. You mess with any of my flip mode family ties. Me and my people be coming through, stroking you out, killing off any and everything you're talking about. See you in the club, now we walking you out. Should've thought twice before you went and open your mouth. Yo, anyway we stay keeping it moving, messing with the bone. Hello everyone and welcome to the Never Open Podcast. The podcast open to everyone. It is Never Realm uh, insert number. 15. 15. There we are. My name is Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast. And with me, as always, is Mr. Andy Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy Andy. That was my voice you heard saying 15 a second ago. That was me yeah. before I was introduced. Sorry. Hey, I'm Andy. I'm trying to keep this professional. <laughs> Actually, I don't have to. It's uh, it's it's ah. Never Realm. Yes. We'll have uh, one bit of professionalism to do, and that's uh, a rather funny uh, voice email that we may or may, or may not remember to play at some point. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, so how you doing, dude? Oh, pretty good, man. I just got back from seeing uh, Wakanda Forever. Pretty good movie, yep. you know. It's, it's you know, it's a Marvel movie, so it's it's you know, oh, it's a movie that I watched. I liked it, you know. It was it. I enjoyed it because I got to watch it with my brother-in-law, which was cool. And uh, it was almost three hours long, so my sister was like, "Nah, <laughs> she wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't interested." So we just went. So <laughs> it wasn't I, quite three hours though, but it, I, you know, it's, I would recommend it if you like Marvel movies, you know. Yeah, I mean, I like the first movie. Uh, I think I might wait, but um, I don't know. I'm a bit, bit, bit more picky and choosy, I guess. I haven't been to the movies in a while, so uh, I don't know. I can't. I think the last Jewel might be the last movie I saw at the cinema. I can't remember. I I'm picky, says the guy who watches shitty Bruce forty Willis. Bruce Willis movies. <laughs> oh, all right, here we go. All right, I watched Paradise City. It is the I haven't reviewed it. Yet. I'm probably like Cincinnati. later on today or tomorrow whatever but it's called paradise city it's got john travolta bruce willis and stephen dorf and it is directed by a guy named chuck russell and you're like oh who's chuck russell i understand but he directed like the best nightmare on elm street movie that's three the dream warrior he directed the mask with uh no the funny dude you know who i mean uh yeah, jim carrey Jim Carrey, that's it, thank you. He directed a razor with Schwarzenham and Eggenberger. So like he's made some he's made some movies. He did the Scorpion King with uh Maya Via. Oh, yeah. So Mario I guess he's oh, he did the eighties uh, remake of the blob. So he's done some he's done some stuff. Ooh, that's that's a great movie. The eighties remake so, of the blob is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So this is also like uh the re reunion between uh, Bruce Willis and uh, John Travolta on the screen. They haven't shared a screen together since Pulp Fiction. Yeah, he killed him. Now, all I, this I sounds love... rather <laughs> exciting, doesn't it, Mr. Andy? 
Yes. Until you see that it's uh, written by Corey Large and Edward John Drake, who have written a shit ton of these. It's produced by Corey Large, who's in a lot of these and produces a lot of these. It, mm. Yes, it is an hour and a half of tedium, Mr. Guy. Like, there's, there's three kind of stars in this movie. I know Stephen Dorse, like, under both Willis and Travolta, but he's a recognisable name. All right? John Travolta and Bruce Willis, they're on, they're on screen together for about, I don't know, less than four minutes running time in 90 less yeah. mm-hmm. and all right fine they're not going to be in it as much because they're big stars and they're probably doing this for a weekend all right so Stephen Dorse probably going to be the uh the guy who's in most of this movie no he isn't either so the three guys you want to spend most of the time like watching even if they're acting bad or whatever because it's a shitty movie they're barely in it instead there's this guy named Blake Jenner who takes up the bulk of this film and I'm just like where are the fucking three I want to see why is nothing happening in this movie? Why did it suddenly turn into the poor man's version of Hobbs and Shaw? What is going on here? And yeah, I did. I needed breaks and all this kind of stuff. And you call yeah. your movie Paradise City, but you, I guess the budget for this movie was about probably about the same amount that the actual song Paradise City would have cost them to use. They didn't even use a cover of it or anything. Like maybe that's too expensive too. So, yes, all these oh. things that make you think this movie's worth watching and uh, don't know. It's not. And, but yes, I'm a Luke, big dum-dum. Yeah, you know what you're getting into. You can't be surprised when the, the big-name actors are barely in it because that's what kind of movie it is. What it, somebody oh, yeah. called it – I heard somebody call it a geezer teaser. That's what that movie's called. <laughs> yeah. Movies are called. <laughs> so you got geese tease. So, yeah, it is uh, – it is it is not good. I do get to see Bruce Willis get shot like four times though, so that was pretty wow. cool. <laughs> yeah. hey, and I say that after like because Paradise City is the thirty eighth Bruce Willis movie I have reviewed, so uh, you know, bit of an expert yeah. now I guess. <laughs> well, in Pulp Fiction, they hate each other, and I, and yep. I I'm it's because. Uh, John Travolta knows he's like a fighter with no honor, basically. He knows that he took a dive, so he's just like, fuck you. And he calls him Punchy. He's like, hey, what's up, Punchy? Which is <laughs> tremendous, because he you know, took the dive. That's pretty funny. I do find it funny that John Travolta accidentally shoots that guy in the car, right? And then like, yeah. uh, not long after that movie, The Toast Pops, Bruce Willis <laughs> accidentally shoots him. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. I don't think that was on accident. I think he did it on purpose. But yeah, you're probably right, right there. Yeah. So anyway, well, that yeah. I mean, Pulp Fiction, oh. awesome movie. We've talked about that before, I think, right? I think we have. We must have. But didgeridoo. did you going? Oh, there's some major didgeridoo action on on the streets today. The streets of wow. where I live. Walking up <laughs> down the street with the didgeridoo. Does like the kid hold it? Like, and then the, you know, like the father of the family, like he plays it, of course, but the kid has to hold it while they're walking up and down the street. Or do they get the, the family kangaroo to hold on to it? Or koala. No. The koala's climbing around on the thing. Some people, like, use their kids to hold the didgeridoos as they are going up and down the streets. But some others have, like, like these tripods with a holder. Oh, little wheels on it. Yeah, man. So they can just push it. <laughs> It's like, you know, when they, you see like a thing on the internet where a dog like lost its back legs or something, but they made this little cart for it, you know, and it's running right. around on the little cart. It's just like that, but it's a didgeridoo with a man playing it and a koala climbing around on it. 
and he's feed oh. the kids feed the koala eucalyptus leaves while the playing's going on. It's a tradition. You, I don't know if you realize this, Mr. Andy, but uh, koalas are assholes, and uh, you need to look that up because they're douchebags. Yeah. They make cats look nice. Really? <laughs> but they can't move fast, right? So what are they going to do? They sleep in trees all day and eat leaves and stuff. But uh, if you get close enough, I can call your fucking soul off. They're, they're cranky. <laughs> it's because they, it's because all, you ever, you know, like have vacation or a couple of days off and you just sleep all day and every, somebody just says hello to you and you're like, what do you mean by that? You're just cranky yeah. as fuck for no reason. That's what's wrong with them. They need to wake up. I feel know? like, like cats. You, you, they they're adorable, so you give them attention. They're like meow meow, I love this. Meow, meow. Whereas koalas, they're also adorable. And then you go, oh, aren't you cute? Fuck off. Ah. Yeah. Well, yeah. disturbing. They love me before I've had my morning coffee, dude. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, <laughs> not like your evening coffee. That's a different one, right? Uh, no. But you can get these really cool coffee um, lollies here, or well, candies, I should say. Uh, but uh, which are pretty good. They're called uh, Copcos or something. I can't remember. They're nice. Yeah, we also have had the idea to make coffee into candy. Dude, so. you've got everything in candy in America. Don't lie. Don't give me that. Yeah, you know we do. That's why I, wa- I wasn't lying. I was telling you the truth that we had also had that idea. In <laughs> fact, when I was a kid, we used to eat chocolate-covered coffee mm-hmm. beans, which is just. I mean, why were you get? Why did someone give that to us? Like, who gave us that? Me and my sister used to eat those. It's look when we were kids. Like, I'm talking like six years old. Who gave that to us? My what parents? the hell? Yeah, dude, that's a bad idea. In Australia, they used to in the 80s and 90s. There used to be these uh, candies called uh, fags. Uh, you know, meaning uh, cigarettes. And Wonderful. Yeah, and they used to be like come in this really tiny little box, not like cigarette size. And you open them up and they're like little kind of musk sticks kind of things with like a little bit of pink on the end to, to be like, oh, I'm, I'm smoking like my parents. Yeah, me. yeah we, had, we had those. They taste like chalk, kind of. They you know? did. They yeah. did taste like chalk. I bet you didn't put the bloody F word on yours, though. <laughs> they, they did not. No, they did not. Uh, I think they were just called candy cigarettes. And then eventually they, they made them quit. Like they used to look like a pack of smokes. You know, yes, yes. I'm like the, the, the like branding and everything look like cigarettes kind of modeled after lucky strikes, if I remember. And, right. they, you know, the moms got all mad, you know, because they're teaching kids to smoke with this candy, you see. So they Which is fair enough. the branding. <laughs> nah, nah. But uh, so they used to be called uh, uh, Fags Australia and then they changed the name to Fads. Now, okay. F-A-D-S. Uh, and yeah. uh, they away the little pink on the end. So now we just like fads. Here's your box of chalk. <laughs> I mean, we also used to have it's... Big Boss cigars, which were like uh, like longer versions of the same thing, really. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's wow. uh, that sure was a conversation we just had there, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know. We, we used to have these cigars they give you at Halloween that were gum. And mm. the thing that was dumb, dumb about them is that, like, they're gigantic. It's like it's like a size of a real cigar. So you're not – like, you can't chew the whole thing. So you just, like, bite a piece off and chew on it for a while, spit it out, bite another piece off, and probably at that point give up because you kind of want the, the Reese Cups, you know, because that's what it's all about, man, It's Reese Cups. All right. So Halloween's not that big here. So you want – you don't want, like, all the – giant candies do you because like or 
and, and shit like that because then your bag's full in no time and you've got like jack shit. Don't you want what? like all the or do you want the giant size yeah. cigar kind of candy? You yeah, that's ones? well, that's the gimmick is because when we were kids, you know, the the rich people would give out a full candy bar and everyone else would give out the little tiny ones, which I mean, there's uh. plenty of room in that bag, Luke. I could fit a lot of candy in there. So, I mean, you're double bagging it. You're bringing a, a pillowcase. You're doing all kinds of stuff. To make so sure it's reinforced. I'm guessing on Halloween night, you can put uh, 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. <laughs> hey, just like that uh, Bruce Willis movie. Um, <laughs> I was actually going to make that joke earlier, <laughs> but we never got to it. But yes, you know, you know the trick, like if, if you see a kid uh, come to your door and he has a paper bag, you you palm an ice cube and you drop it in there, and then like the bottom calls, you know, it, it melts. Oh and it makes the no! Bottom falls out of his bag and it ruins his Halloween and he probably becomes a serial killer. So. <laughs> Wearing and uh, he wears the costume that he wore that night and someone buys. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. What was he wearing? Like- <laughs> he is is dressed like awesome or ah, he's a power ranger that's oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> like that. which one the power ranger killer he's the pink ranger you know and <laughs> he and not because he wants to be the pink ranger because he loves the pink ranger that's yeah. why yeah she was really cute from what i remember yeah she was uh next door girl next door type of cute like you yeah. try and use someone who looked like her you know yeah. Oh my God, power. <laughs> I don't I think they'll it. be able to get the rights to use the power. I didn't like Power Rangers much either, but I don't think they would be able to get the rights to Power Rangers. So we'd have to make it one of those knockoffs. You know, when you go to one of those stores and they've got like toys of superheroes, but it's like it, it's it's a four pack with Spider Man and Batman and Superman and Captain America and all their costumes are weird. One of those. Yeah, like in, in Memphis when guys used to just dress up like the Ninja Turtles and wrestle at, at Jerry Lawler's promotion. Or that guy that wrestled that wrestled his leather face in, in Japan. That guy was crazy. So I want to yeah, see like, Bushi wrestle as a Ninja Turtle because you know he can spit on that shell. <laughs> Radical. He'd have to be he'd have to be Raphael because like Bushi's brooding. Yeah, he's not a ha- he's not a happy guy. Look at him; he's dressed in all black, you know. So he finally gets a tag partner that that, uh, and then uh, he has to he still has to do the jobs. <laughs> Teton's Michelangelo, you know. He's just <laughs> he's just a party dude, bonsai or whatever. Which one's Hiromu? Hiromu? He's a uh, not. He's Casey in, Jones. Yeah, he's Casey. No, that's Naito. She's <laughs> like, fuck you guys. Well, I don't even like any of you except for Shingo. He's cool. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, so Splinter yeah. is Shingo, though, right? I mean, I guess he would mm-hmm. be Shingo. Um, what about, okay, so one of my favorite Ninja Turtles characters, he's only in the cartoon like once or twice, but it's like a whole thing in the, in the comics, I believe. He's a samurai rabbit from another dimension, and he's, he's fucking awesome. He's like a really honorable warrior and is like a straight man to the turtles. He is uh, Kevin Kelly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, I think that I remember that character. He's an homage to Yasagi Jimbo. Yes. Which, uh, yeah. You've heard of that? It's a pretty yes. good uh, uh, comic about that rabbit samurai. There you go. 
That's that's cool, man. I haven't thought of that that book in ages. The library used to have like a shit ton of them, and I was like, okay, this is out of my wheelhouse. I'm gonna check it out, and uh, I devoured a lot of didgeridoos today, dude. It's like a six wheeler of or eighteen wheeler of didgeridoos gone down. Oh, we've had roadworks going on like in all the various streets. Like they're doing stuff on the power poles and then like they're fixing driveways and all that kind of shit, which means buses are diverted. It's also garbage day, so yeah, garbage trucks too. So yay! I mean didgeridoos. Oh. Well, they you know there's you got to throw out your used didgeridoos every week. I mean, I know you have the family heirloom version, but you also have disposables. So you got to throw those away once a week. You know, you got to replace <laughs> replace the wheels on the little cart, and sometimes those got to get That's thrown right. away. So I get it. That's what the trash is. So, well, well Luke, let me I, let me tell you this crazy story I heard. All right, all right. <clears throat> I heard I heard it on the dirt sheets. That's what told me this. Oh, yeah, so, and, and what happened was is that there was okay. So there's some Noah guys that are in America to do some dates in California, I believe, and it's like Nakajima, Marafuji, and they're both on this show. And I don't have the name of the promotion because who cares anyway? Fuck them. But basically, during the show, it, there's all kinds of talent booked on the show. There's like uh, Ultimo Dragons on it, Josh Alexander's on it, and Alberto Del Rio. This is which, by the way, yeah. isn't Josh Alexander? Isn't he the um, champion of Impact? So that the champion of yeah. Impact has to take indie dates. That's fucked. So anyway, that's not good for wrestling. But anyway, <laughs> so halfway through the through the uh, show, the uh, promoter just tells somebody that he doesn't like. I, I he's like, hey, we didn't draw, so I'm not going to pay everybody what I promised I'd pay them. And word gets out, and, <laughs> and like they have to like he tries to run away, is saying that he was he like claimed he was having a heart attack or something. <laughs> faked a heart attack or something like that or tried to run away and apparently josh alexander had to like go chase him down and like restrain him and take the money off him and the talent like counted the money and split it up between them but the noah guys got ripped off big time apparently and they still went out there and did like a six man uh you know and did their match or whatever supposedly but it's just wild good you know I, I that happens all the time in wrestling but you don't ever hear the talent like chase the guy down and, like put him in a sugar hold and say give me all your money <laughs> andy i've seen nakajima accidentally knock people out i know <laughs> what is this promoter thinking imagine what he'll do to you on purpose holy shit <laughs> unbelievable how awesome is that though that's great oh i mean God. it's terrible that they got stiff but at the same time i'm glad they the chased him got down stiffed. they patted him down oh man if it was nakajima i can imagine him just like uh knocking him out unconscious and then dragging him to an atm <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my, my goodness God. that's wild <laughs> Oh, good old third sheets. You might be making that up, but uh, if, if that, you are, I don't care if that story's true or not, Mister Andy. I kind of like Josh Alexander a little more now. <laughs> He's the Impact Champion chasing some indie promoter down for a payday. Fucking ridiculous, dude. That that tr- oh. that title must mean about as much to him as it meant to uh, Homer to win a Grammy. I don't remember that episode. Uh, it's the it's one where he is a barbershop kit, barbershop quartet, and he wins a oh. he's like, oh, it's the Grammy. Yeah. Oh, you mind. mean that that episode I watched 25 years ago one time? Don't Dude, remember. 
90s Simpsons was replayed out the arse in Australia for like 20 years. So there's a, there's a whole generation of us between the ages of like 25 and 45 who, <laughs> who might man. not even watch Simpsons for years. And it's just like, we know all of this. So you mentioned that Blake Jenner guy and he's yes. like, he's from, from Glee, I guess. And that wasn't that a problematic show. I thought that had some trouble. But uh, he's, I don't know, I just pulled him up for some reason when we were talking and I noticed he was in Glee and he's also in Supergirl and his wife is Supergirl. So it's a show I didn't know existed. Wow. Yeah, I'm so, okay, so he was in Glee. Apparently he used to be. He's, uh, I don't know, that, yeah, they, they, uh, yeah they, they split up. Huh. I've got I've got the uh, Blake Jenner's wiki page up because uh, I'm gonna do a review later of Paradise City and uh, you know I just click on his name. That's how the internet. Well, <laughs> the lucky lucky listeners, we'll see who gets this episode up quicker. You know, will your review be up first or will this be up? You just gotta listen to both to find out, or watch the watch the one and listen to this one to find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, people got to hear what I thought of. Uh, Lou and Nola Holmes too on this uh, very podcast before I threw my videos up on onto the YouTube so that exists but yeah um no offense to Blake Janet but like I'm watching I'm like go away I want Dorf Willis and <laughs> yeah well yeah. you know he was just a little shit you, in that uh you know 10 pound bag did you do um <laughs> yes it's the little part you can fit right at the top. <laughs> and then it slides all the way down to the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do uh, a Pee Wee Herman laugh just now? No, I didn't mean to. Maybe I did it oh. on accident. Though. I don't know. I love Pee Wee Herman, which, by the way. It's, it just reminded know. me of the greatest party of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me all about it's, it. Uh, in the previous uh, episode, uh, Mr. Andy asked if I'd watched a certain movie, and uh, oh, have I watched it? Uh, Charity and I watched uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story, <laughs> and I I don't remember watching a trailer for it, or maybe it was ages ago. I was just like, oh, Daniel Radcliffe. I think that was my takeaway. So I'm watching this, thinking, all right, this is going to be like Weird Al's equ- equivalent of Rocket Man or you know Bohemian Rhapsody. Which it is. And, and it is. <laughs> it is. But, like, Charlie and I looked at each other when his mother's like, look, your father and I don't want you to be who you are or like the things that you like. And we look at each other and we're just like, wait a minute. All right. I, I see where this is going. Then And then, like, someone tries to sell Weird Al an accordion. And uh, his dad walks in because he hates him, and he starts yelling at this guy. Then the guy starts defending himself. He's like, "Shut up!" and punches him. He's like, "You didn't say shut up, man." It, it is, and then from there, it just—you know—you you know how you watch those some comedies and you laugh for like maybe the first half, and then it kind of peters out after a while. You're still enjoying it, but the laughs aren't like as thick or as heavy. Well, I laughed the whole time watching this, man. man. I had a big smile on my face. I would consider myself like a casual Weird Al fan. Like I'm not no expert or anything like that, but I enjoy him. So I reckon if if someone likes Weird Al even more than I do, 
I'm giving this a nine or ten. Like that's that's how much I love this movie. But if I was a hardcore hardcore fan, I can only imagine like all the extra shit that everybody else got that might have gone over my head. This movie is amazing. And have you seen? The- I guess okay. if you're writing a movie about your own life, you're gonna hire someone better looking than you are, who's absolutely shredded, and you're going to make sure his shirt's off yeah, at various points in the movie the so joke. people think it used to be ripped. <laughs> it's part of the joke, yeah. Ha- have you seen The Doors? I have, yeah. Okay, yeah, there's a bunch, like a large section of this movie is just ripped out of The Doors. You know, a lot of people are comparing it to Walk Hard, which it does have a lot of similarities, but I think it does that, you know, spoof uh, biopic even better. And, uh, Here's, here's some things that you may not know about this. Okay, so this movie was actually an idea. The original idea was a it was a fake um, movie trailer made by Funny or Die, and in it uh, in that one, Aaron Paul played Weird Al, but a lot of the same scenes were in it. You know, it was just like a trailer for this movie basically. But uh, Patton Oswalt was Doctor Demento, right? So Patton Oswalt was also supposed to be Dr. Demento in this movie or in the actual movie uh, that got made 10 years later, but he tested positive for COVID on the day they started shooting. So that's oh, why so Ray Wilson, Wilson and that's why he's kind of like just there, you know, like he's not, yeah. he doesn't, he's like probably the worst guy in the movie. Like everybody else is way funnier than he is. He just kind of has a gimmick where he keeps his hat on all the time. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but all the, this movie is a spoof of biopics, but it's a spoof of music biopics. So it's like yes. it, I, one of my favorite parts, and this is they do this a couple times in the movie, and this is how they always portray songwriting in a movie where someone's like, uh, you know, I, I, they just say a phrase and all of a sudden it becomes a song and the person that goes off in their mind and he just goes to the fridge and gets some baloney and everyone calls it baloney. But and he's like, oh, what's this Bologna? You know, and they start talking about it. And my Sharon is on the radio and all of a sudden it just comes together. And it's just absolutely absurd. I thought this movie was so funny. I, it's I, one I want to watch over and over again for sure. Yeah. I want it on my shelf. And I don't say that about many movies. Like uh, I want it there just to, even if it's just to look at it and go, oh, yeah, I love that movie. But that scene, like that's not even the funniest part of the scene. For me, the funniest part of that scene is when one of his friends, after having heard him play My Bologna, say, I've never heard anything like it before. I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, you have. My Sharona. He just whipped My Sharona off. You've heard? Right. And, and I just burst out laughing. And, and, like, Charity and I looking at each other going, like, friends are supportive, but they're not this supportive. Like, what the <laughs> hell? And they never leave him, no matter how douchey he gets like they just love him and think everything he does is amazing (laughs) the the real weird al is like famous for not having any personal issues public personal issues and not doing drugs or drinking and so in this movie he's of course a drunk and he's you know madonna (laughs) it's like this kind of femme fatale character which is fucking hilarious i thought I know that Evan Rachel Wood is who plays Madonna, and Donna. I thought she was fine, but I just feel like there could have been like a hundred other funnier people that, like, people that were funny that could have been in that role. I didn't think she was very funny, um, but I mean, because I just want what's her name from MacGruber in that that role. I know she's older now, and maybe you shouldn't do that role, but goddamn, I can't remember her name. But the lady from MacGruber is just fantastic, and she should have been 
his girlfriend because it would have been funnier, but or she should have been Madonna. But goddamn, that was funny. The whole Pablo Escobar thing is just out. <laughs> there, there's nothing just like UHF. There's nothing that they say at the beginning of the movie that doesn't come back or come back two or three times. So, you know what I mean? They mentioned that Pablo Escobar is a big fan of his. And he's like, oh, yeah, Pablo. And he wants to invite him down. Well, that comes back in a big way at the end. We get kung fu fights and all this silly shit. And it's just the the part where he's infiltrating the, uh, you know, Pablo Escobar's hideout or whatever. It's it's like it is it's it's a lot like how Rambo is portrayed in a UHF, too, which is great. So, like, it's that same type of humor. I mean, Weird Al himself is in it. He plays the record executive. That's just like, no, we're not signing you. And he's watching fantastic. it too. Is she okay? What's she, who does she play? Uh, no one really. But uh, you know, at the uh, in the scene where uh, Weird Al in the '80s is playing Amish Paradise. Yeah. Uh, they, it cuts to Weird Al in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 blonde lady next to him. That's his missus. Oh. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But I did, it cuts I, uh, Coolio. It cuts to Coolio in the crowd, oh and he's God. plotting that because every because the the other gimmick is that it's not he's not parodying people; they're ripping him off because he's yes. such a great songwriter. So. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, uh, uh, Coolio was famously not very impressed with Amish Paradise, which yeah. uh, is insane to me. But uh, well, yeah. I mean, and and he. Like, uh, but Gangster's Paradise isn't an original song. It's a ripoff no. of, uh, you know, a pastime paradise by Stevie Wonder. So, Dude, come on. the whole beat it Michael Jackson thing and eat it <laughs> and how it's portrayed in this movie. Great. I just absolutely loved it. It's it's like I'm going to write an original song and the original song is eat it. And uh, he takes this like f- full credit for <laughs> For that song and for the whole thing, and Michael Jackson is like totally downplayed and barely mentioned in the whole movie. Well, there's the the meta commentary too of the fact that he's saying in the movie he's like, oh fuck, now I'm gonna be associated with this asshole forever because he's ripping me off, and it's like, in a way, he's saying now I, because you know Weird Al is is associated in real life with Michael Jackson because he his most famous hits were rip off of Michael Jackson songs, so. You know, I mean, that it, it's interesting, you know, fat it's, and it's eat great. it, you know, it, it, you know, and, and I like too, that they didn't try to try to cram too many of the songs in. There's really three, three songs. There's my Sharona. Uh, well, another one rides the bus, which is fucking amazing. <laughs> and I don't know if you'd heard that one before, but that is yep. like the greatest thing ever. And Hi, um, I'm John Deacon. <laughs> Who? Um, from Queen. What? It's Polka Dot Man too. I play bass in Queen. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he's in um, he's in Twin Peaks as well. That guy's in Twin Peaks, really? I think so. Who's... I may uh, uh, I might have gotten my um, guys who look like that mixed up. So uh, <laughs> I don't know well, what that makes me, but I'm white and that's they, so it's all good. <laughs> I always say that guy to me. That guy, his career blew he up. Mean, his career blew up when Pee Wee Herman's went down. Like if Pee Wee Herman hadn't had his issues, speak, you know, just to bring this conversation back around, then then Polka Dot Man would have never had a career, you know, because I mean? he's got all the roles that Paul Rubens would have got. But so in you know Pee Wee Herman's in this movie, in this movie has a lot of similarities 
with Pee-wee's Big Adventure, just the humor is just this off-the-wall, goofy shit. It's kind of the same movie in a lot of ways. And it reminds me quite a bit, at the end of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, He's he goes to see that there's a movie made about his life, right? And it's this handsome guy with a beard, and he's called P.W., and he's doing all this <laughs> spy shit. And, like, and, you know, Victoria Jackson or whatever, she's like, oh, Pee-wee... You know, don't you want to start, watch the movie? And maybe it's Victoria Jackson, maybe it's not, but the blonde Dottie, she's like, hey, you know, don't you want to watch the movie? And he's like, I don't need to watch it. I lived it, you know. And that's <laughs> what this movie is. It's that version. It's it's that same joke, but turned into a movie. It's fantastic. But I also I also love that that whole party that Pavia Herman's out. So Doctor Demento invites Weird Weird Al to a party, and everyone just wants to see Weird Al. At this party, we have Gallagher. Andy Warhol, Salvador it's, Dali, it's, Alice it's, Cooper, Elton John. O'Brien plays Andy Warhol, too. Yes. Yes, yes, he does. Um, Mr. Peanut Butter plays Gallagher. Uh, <laughs> I don't know his real name. I just, I'm like, that's Mr. Peanut Butter to me. <laughs> and you've got, yes, uh, the spot guy playing uh, John Deacon. Who? You know, yeah. the bass from Queen. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, knew, yeah. I knew who that was, but. I used to always say that he was the weirdest of them all. You know what I mean? Like Queen's got a bunch of weird guys in it, but that that John Deacon guy's kind of quiet. You know what wow. I mean? That was amazing. Would you like to play Live Aid with us? <laughs> no, loser. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, oh, so what's your favorite that... Weird Al song? Uh, um, I don't think that's the name of one uh, of them. No, I'm going to go with the first one. I know the first ones I probably heard are the two Michael Jackson ones. You, you can't, couldn't avoid them, but I really liked. Uh, I really like "Smells Like Nirvana." Yeah, I like. It's hard to. It's hard to gargle Novel's house with all these marbles in my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. And apparently, like when he made that video, he got the same janitor and as yeah. many of the same uh, uh, teenagers, or, yeah, yeah, as he as he could to be in the actual video. So that's gnarly, man. That's amazing. Apparently, he rang up uh, uh, Kurt Cobain to be like, "Hey, man, can I can I do a parody of uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit?" And Kurt Cobain's like, "Is it going to be about food? Because you know, there's a lot right. of food songs in his catalog." And uh, Weird Al's like, no, it's going to be how no one can understand your lyrics. And Kurt apparently laughed and said, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> man, that's an early story. I love that story. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, thank you for asking. Um, my favorite Weird Al song currently, right, is uh, Here's Johnny. And it's okay, a yeah. ripoff of Who's Johnny, right? And it might be his most perfect parody. It's like, it sounds exactly like the same song. And if you played it, in the background no one would know the difference because it's like the the it's just so funny because like one of the lyrics is it's about a person my favorite songs of his are the ones where it's about a person who's obsessed with something like there's one called velvet elvis and the person just loves velvet paintings of elvis <laughs> the whole song's about that you know but uh, here's johnny's about someone who's obsessed with with ed mcmahon you know so here's johnny he says and laughs in his special way which is just great and you hear in the background ha, 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 ed mcmahon laughing and then i don't know if you know about this luke but went in the like 80s and 90s there was this thing called publisher's clearing house 
and it, okay. I, it was like a book club or something, but they would give away, you know, a million dollars or something like that. And you get this, this contest thing in the mail and it would be Ed McMahon was the spokesman. So in that song, he's like, you know, I got a letter from him just the other day. It says you may already be a winner. You know, like it's just like he works in, <laughs> he works in everything you could think of about Ed McMahon. And it's my favorite one at this moment. Thanks so much for asking. I appreciate it. I wanted, no, I knew you wanted to know. Yeah. Oh, I did. You have a, a habit of, uh, of doing that to me. Like, uh, I didn't hear you say that. But yeah. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, so what was your favorite? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I, that's my current one. You know, I love his originals, though. There's one called Melanie about a guy who's just obsessed with a girl and she <laughs> she won't date him and he doesn't understand why. And it's just all the terrible things that he's done. Uh, one more minute is like one of the greatest songs ever. It's a breakup song. It's fucking incredible. Um, you know, uh, one of these days, I think is or wait. No, it's it's uh, good old days. Those were the good old days. That one's fantastic. I mean, Velvet Elvis, like I talked about. Dude, there's so many. And like Did the you? first like three or four of his albums, yeah. I have memorized every note of. And, uh, you know, but, you know, when I was a kid, I never I, ne I did a lot of bad things, but I never went to a polka party. So, no, hell no. And uh, so oh, I forgot what I was going to ask, which is makes wonderfully good podcasting. It was weird Al related, yeah. but that's all right. We can. Uh, I got a letter from him just the other day, but it wasn't. Opened it up and said they were suckers. He he got a letter from the army or whatever. Picture me giving a damn. I said never. Wow, what's that song? I don't know that one. That's Black Steel by Public Enemy. Oh, okay. Gosh, I don't know Public Enemy like that, man. I mean, I know, you know, Fight the Power. Fight, yeah, Fight the Power is pretty good. Uh, but uh, I was first exposed to that song. Uh, by Public Enemy through, an, through a trip hop artist in the 90s. It used to be a massive attack uh, called uh, Tricky. And uh, he, he does a gnarly cover of it. I didn't even know it was a cover for years. And then I heard Public Enemy. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. That's, yep. Chuck uh, D. Yeah, boy. Flavor Flav. That's Flavor yeah. Flav. Chuck yeah, D's got the, 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 the really good baritone. It's like. I like his voice. Yeah, he's the one who raps, and 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 you know, Flavor <laughs> Flavor is just a hype man. He just goes, "Yeah, we're awesome. Check us out." He's there to go, "Yeah, boy," and also to keep the time, because mm -hmm. he's what covered in clock necklaces and stuff. He's like Abe, you know. I said clock, he, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't he doesn't take the bump from evil though, you know. Flavor Flavor's <laughs> like that's not gonna work for me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting a power, but I'm not taking bumps for it. <laughs> is, there, is there other wrestling stuff? I mean, like, so Shibata wrestled. Man, there's all this shit that happened during that one week, and then it's been kind of like, you know, this would be a great time. This week would have been an awesome week for, for for a, uh, you know, Taka, Taichi, Despi, Duke, Doki oh, Mania, you know? I would have loved that. Part of me is disappointed that what you just said is not coming to pass. Another part of me is really happy that's not coming to pass because I've got to I've got to watch. Uh, oh, it sounds like such a bad problem to have. I've got to watch the historic crossover and Full Gear this weekend. Um, part of me thinks it might even be on the same bloody day. I well, think they are too. 
tag league starts the day after so yeah you're ready, <laughs> ready to watch a bunch of wrestling so you know take take as, as much time off as you can this week so um <clears throat> i don't know i mean folks listen me and luke we get along we have disagreements yeah. every once in a while but i mean usually we don't get mad at each other about anything but if you don't i mean like i don't know how this is gonna go all right i really don't but if you don't want to see us yell at each other there's a possibility it could happen Luke watched the first two episodes of Andor. I want to know what you think about it. You watched three. Okay, that's good. What did you think yeah. of the three first three episodes of Andor, Luke? Um, all right. I have two questions I want to uh, ask before I can continue. Right, my first are question is this. Are they sarcastic jokes? No, no, no. Uh, oh, okay. Do you like Rogue One? It doesn't matter. I'm just asking. Do you, do you like that movie? I did. I enjoyed it, but right. I didn't think it was something great or anything. It was just a thing that's I watched. That's just that's a, that's one question. The other one is kind of sarcastic. Um, like, did you want me to watch this? Like, you wanted me to check out the island death match? No, I'm joking. Uh, look, um, I uh, man, I'm so gonna piss you off. I was kind of bored. Yeah, it's a little slow, but it's awesome and like. Okay, you saw the fight scene in the engine room where the engines are hanging from the ceiling and chains are all over the place. You can't tell me that wasn't an amazing action scene. If you want action, the show's got action. You know, if you want, if but it's more about like you know about like uh, intrigue and politics and and uh, you know the rebel and it all works up to something and then it, and then it there, there's like a big big explosion. You know, a big like fucking. Uh, you know, climax to the show in the middle of it, and then another one, and then another one. It's worth it, man. I was a little bored by episode two, but then episode three got me in. I was a little bored hmm. by episode five, but then episode six got me in. And it was kind of like Ring Powers a little bit, where it's like, okay, I'm watching this. I'm okay. You know, I mean, you don't think it's cool that those people got those little like cowbells that they hit when the when the the Empire comes in, and starts fucking with them. You don't think that's cool? Was that really the Empire? I thought it was just like corporate dudes, stooges. Well, but, uh, well that's what we're seeing is we're seeing look, the Empire take <clears throat> over these guys. So I'm, <clears throat> I have absolutely zero criticisms when it comes to how the show looks uh, and, and in terms of like little touches like that. Like there's some good, interesting kind of background world building and things happening in this story. The problem is like – didn't really connect to any of the characters so by the time stuff starts happening i'm just like well i know he's gonna live because he dies in like five years time so i don't know like the stakes i didn't feel any of the stakes when i was watching it probably because i didn't connect to anyone that nothing it's kind of shocking i think the most emotion i saw out of any characters was this one imperial dude who was just like how dare that fat guy tell me to like brush this away? I'm going for it. Like, yeah, that guy's that guy's a great character. He sucks. <laughs> I hate him. He's the best. And <laughs> and uh, I, I was happy to see. I can't remember the uh, actor's name. She is. She she yells at uh, Andor a lot. He, she lives in this one like a little apartment thing. She's got yeah, like she's like his mom, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember her from. Um, Killing Eve, and I really like that show. So, like, I was like, oh, yeah, there's some great cast in here. I don't know, man. It just, like, episode one just ends. I was like, oh, there's not even a cliffhanger. Okay, it's just, like, credits. All right, cool. And I'm watching episode two, and I was just like, man, this 40 minutes episode took me 
like 70 minutes to, to, to complete. And I was just like, and then it just ended without a cliffhanger. I was like, Why so. Why everything? Why don't well, you well, stuff? The third episode has all the best shit in it, and that's made that I think that annoyed me even more because I was just like, you could have done all of this. You're I felt mad because like cool shit. Come on. I felt like after watching two completely like tedious episodes that they could have condensed all three down into maybe like, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes, and I still think it would have hit the same. Instead, uh, it's like Right, 40 minutes, nothing much happens. 40 minutes, nothing much happens. 40 minutes, all right, let's have something happen now. And like, and I was just like, really? Is is this? Because if if that's the, like the pattern, if I watched, if I was to watch episode four and it went back to like, nothing much happens, nothing much happens, then something happens. I'm just like, I don't want to watch an hour of something I'm not enjoying to watch an hour of something I might enjoy. It just, I don't know, man. Uh, it's just, I don't know, I, yeah, but I have to tell you, like, I did not like Rogue One, and this is written, and it feels I, like it's written. The guys who made about Rogue One. I told you, don't think about Rogue One. But Forget it's about the same it. writers, man. It's the same vibe. Let go. I'm just saying, you can't let go of your hatred for Rogue One for some reason. I knew that was gonna color you watching this show it's disappointing man i mean you're you're missing out this is a fantastic show it's similar yeah. in, in a lot of ways the ring powers and it's similar in a lot of ways to like some of the best like tv like ever it's really good it's the best thing that star wars has done since mandalorian you know it's really good i'm sorry you I'm just glad, can't like, understand it, you know? <laughs> i'm, I'm, I'm super funny. amped that uh, i'm glad that, like a lot of people love it actually had an, i've actually had a conversation similarly similar to this but uh tippy tight uh, on, on the facebooks with another mate who was just like same as you this this show's a masterpiece you should watch it and i was just like i don't know man look uh i found ring powers like so slow but every episode every single episode not just every third episode every single episode gave me a nugget that i could latch onto yeah. and i was just like all right i like that nugget and then by the time by the time Ring Powers finished, I didn't just care about like that one nugget from the first episode. It had made me care about like pretty much like all the different settings. Like, like oh, Numenor. All right. Yeah, I like this stuff. Oh, we're right? down back with the dwarves. I love this stuff. Oh, we're back with the elves. All right. This is really cool. And it had so many different things going on. But at the start, I was only into like maybe Galadriel. That's I was like, oh, who's this? I like I like I'm not a Lord of Rings expert, so that was that was my reaction. Oh, who's this? I like this character. And then the next episode, I'm like, oh, oh, I like Galadriel, and, I, and I'm like, who's this um this elf dude, uh, and what's he investigating in this watchtower? I'm like, oh, I like, I like this, you know. And it kind of built for me from there. By the end of the series, I was just like, I kind of like everything that they're doing with this. Even like the half foots, I'm like, what's the point of all this? And by the end, I'm just like, all right, yeah, 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 I'm all in. I didn't have, I didn't quite have that reaction to. Andor. I don't feel like Andor's. You haven't watched it all. You've watched three episodes. You haven't even given it a chance. It's long form storytelling. I'm mad at you, and I don't think I'll ever talk to you again over this. Because I mean, that's all that's important to me is Andor. It's all I care about. (laughs) I remember remember last Neverrealm. You're like, 
Sure. Look, you it. get angry and utter silly stuff, and one week later, <laughs> how dare you not like Andor? Oh, because I am so angry. Listen to seriousness. <laughs> I sure am. Um, um, all right. Well, I you know, don't think I think that I can only tell you the name of one character in the three episodes I watched, and that's like Andor. <laughs> all right. Well. So yeah. I'm not gonna sit here while you trash the greatest TV show. <laughs> has ever been hated by some Australian guy that does a New Japan podcast, okay? So, you know, I mean, I mean, you didn't like Twin Peaks The Return, so I don't even know why. Why do I podcast <laughs> with you? Like, what hey, is this, you know? Hey, I do, I do. I, I Like, I didn't like, uh, oh, I can't say I didn't like it, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch um, Throne Games. So and uh, I watched House of Dragon and I'm like I'm like I'm not even a fantasy guy like fantasy is not one of my favorite genres and this year I watched two fantasy shows that I thought just blew me away in completely different ways so I was just like all right I guess I'm a bit of I'm down for a bit of fantasy this year all right hey, cool fantasy's the best it's always been my favorite <laughs> you know I remember when I realized that like Star Wars was like space fantasy I was like oh okay so I'm allowed to like this. Yeah, because that was all I liked was fantasy stuff when I was a kid. <laughs> I read all these books, you know, and I uh, read, you know, Lord of the Rings, obviously, when I was very young. But it was all about Wheel of Time for me when I was younger, mm. you know, back in them days. And with them, I, um, I read all the time. But spe- speaking of slow burns, I'm, I think I'm almost up to date. I've got one episode left to watch, maybe two now by the time uh, this comes out. Yeah, of Peripheral, if I've seen the first, like, four or oh, five. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's and kind of slowing down a little bit, isn't it? There's, there's a few funny things with that that show for me. Like, it is based on a, something by William Gibson, and which uh, is funny to me because um, I've hated almost everything I've ever read by him. But I've always liked his ideas, so I've always thought to myself, like, someone should put the put a lot of his ideas on the screen for me. So, uh, yeah, you ever have that like a reader you don't connect with? You're like, I like your ideas, but man, I don't like your prose style or how you frame a story. No, so, I just like stuff. I don't. I don't criticize it. I only like it. No, we'll see. Yeah, I I do do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I was just like, all right, William Gibson. But I liked uh, I liked the creators of the show because they did Person of Interest and stuff as well. I liked that as well. So I was like, okay. And I found not only is it a bit of a slow burn, but now they're starting to like really heavily like give you all this slang and terminology and shit. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa what is going on here and it's just building up really nicely and i like uh i like the villain lady uh the bald-headed one uh, yeah. she reminds me of a, a villain from blake seven called serverland she's got that same kind of charm slash nastiness about her that i find absolutely captivating so i think she's awesome and uh yeah i don't know and i i, I like the shady gangster dude who's like why are they giving me two grand a week uh the brother who i thought they were going to like be i thought that we we're gonna make the brother like um chloe moretz's dumb brother that she has to get out of scrapes no, and stuff. but he's, he's not like that ass, at all yeah. he's fucking awesome like so i feel like you had some fast-paced beginnings just to kind of be like boom here's the world and now now that they've, they've gone like boom here's what we're doing they've gone slow down they're like all right now here's here's some here's some of the world building that we may, maybe uh skimped on at the start so I don't know. I'm all in on peripheral. I think it's fantastic. So I, I, I do like some slow stuff. It happens. Well, I hate to tell you this, but I'm kind of losing my 
taste for peripheral a little bit. Like, you know, uh, I kind of feel the opposite of you. But it's funny. You mentioned yeah. the world building scenes and peripheral. Have you noticed that like almost all the world building scenes are in the future? When uh, spoilers for peripheral, uh, when they they'll show those buildings that are still be, those giant statues that are like oh, oh my, my gods or something like that, and those will be those are actually being built while they're talking about it. So like it's it's a smart show. In fact, there's a character in it, the guy that's like the kind of like I think he's a politician, but he's on the take or something like that. He's kind of like the evil politician that the Zubov. Yeah, he was in something else, and like I know him from another show, and like I, can I tell loved you. it. Okay. Um, did you watch Nine Perfect Strangers? Yes. Was he in that? Is that why he? Yeah, he's. Okay. Yeah, that's him. Huh. Wait, was he in The Expanse he's too? Maybe. I, I don't like, know about The Expanse, but he's also one of the. Vill- I think he also played Jason Statham's brother, who you know how Jason Statham wants revenge in Fast and Furious movies because his brother dies. Oh. Uh, he was the brother as well. Yeah. So that's well, what I first Well, that's not what I would have known him from. But, uh, yeah, he just looks so familiar. And I looked up his IMDb, and I couldn't find anything in there I'd watch. So I was like, well, fuck. So maybe I looked at the wrong thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think he was in The Expanse, too. Because, man, he does. that's the best show ever. So Great. I might be mixing up my uh, mustachioed white men, though. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't have a mustache in the Turns stuff out I've got white blindness. Well, Couldn't tell. Uh, yeah. We all look the same. That's fine. Yeah, that is that is uh, that is true. But uh, I think I think it is the guy from from that at least. Uh, okay. But even if it isn't, I feel like I've seen both guys in things before. Well, I feel terrible because on the last episode, I was telling you about how when Weird Al looked at this little sign on in the movie, the Weird Al movie, that you know, I said last episode, I was like, Kino's wrestling or uh, karate school, but it's Cooney's karate school. I feel like such an asshole because I just mispronounced, you know, Cooney's name because he's the best. Wheel of Fish. Wait, you know, okay, check this out. Luke, there is a a tag team that was in our area. They were called the Death Riders, and they used to do this deal where it was like a a draping cutter, um, you know, while or a draping neck breaker. All right, one dude does that, the other guy jumps off the top rope with a double stop, and it was called the Ride of Death. And we <laughs> and they would yell that and get the crowd to yell that, and so we we just would call it the Wheel of Fish. <laughs> Whenever they go up for the ride of death, we'd all yell, Wheel of Fish! Like, <laughs> it didn't make any sense to anybody, but we thought it was so funny. So. I reckon they that tag team. Good old Wheel of Fish. I reckon one of those tag team wrestlers wakes up in a cold sweat after <laughs> dreaming about Wheel of Fish. <laughs> one of those wrestlers is... One of the best deathmatch wrestlers in the world, Alex Cologne. So uh, the he's like this little guy with a beard. But you like look at him, you just like, I don't want to talk to that guy. <laughs> like he might be nice, but you're just like, I don't know. Something could go wrong. You know, I, I this guy I, looks like he could snap like, at any minute. <laughs> yeah. He's like one of those guys I never asked for an interview ever because I was like, nah, not interested. You know, and I know people like I know two or three people that are like best friends with him. And they're like, yeah, he's a cool guy. I'm like, nah, nope, not interested. <laughs> so... 
Mm-mm. He's a scary guy. He's very scary. <laughs> that means hey, he's man. doing his job well then, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. He does the wheel fish. That's terrifying, you know? <laughs> Snapper. Very tasty. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said uh, spoilers for Peripheral, even though, like, uh, about 20 minutes before that, we've pretty much spoiled the weird anchor. <laughs> ah, who cares? That's like, I mean, what what is there to spoil other than it's a parody? And, like, if you don't know, like, if there's anybody watching that that doesn't get that's a parody, they have to be the stupidest person to ever live. And they deserve to get spoiled. So, and they deserve to take yep. the wheel of fish. And, uh, I thought because you sent me oh, a few weeks ago an update on the uh, fishing scandal that uh, happened oh, in yeah. your area, I thought I'd give you a, a – I forgot to do this. I've had it in my notes for a while, but I'm just like, oh, I always forget that bit. Uh, there has been some uh, chess scandal developments. Hans Neiman uh, has sued uh, Magnus Carlsen and uh, two other dudes <laughs> for a grand total of $100 million. <laughs> And yes, I've got my top. pinky near my near the corner of my mouth as I say that. And I was like, 100 million, yeah. <laughs> Good luck that with that. That's so funny. Like, uh, I'm sure chess players make money, but uh, they're not making fucking, you know, NBA, NFL money. Like, what, what are you talking about, 100 million dollars? Well, he's losing money because his his reputation's been tarnished. None of the other he chess tournaments will, will allow him to be in the tournaments because Magnus is like, hey, bro, if you got that guy in there, I'm not going to be in your tournament. And that's like, that's like, you know, I don't know. That's like, who's the biggest wrestler in the world right now? Like, you know, John Moxley being like, hey, you know, if Tanahashi's in your company, I'm not, I'm not wrestling. So <laughs> then Tanahashi can't work anywhere. It's like that. And, and uh, <laughs> Hans Neiman is just like Tanahashi. Well, so. if I was Hans Neiman, uh, I'd also add, add uh, a lawsuit against the uh, anal bead company because uh, <laughs> <laughs> he'd have to admit. Stuff. Yeah, but then he'd have to admit that there was anal beads. So he has not admitted that. I just that video of the old guy checking his ass before he comes to the tournament <laughs> is just one of the greatest things of all time. Like, are, you, are you kidding me? And of course, and you're right. Part, Part of that's punitive damages because he got embarrassed and he did. I could I could testify in that case and be like, yes, he, that video was embarrassing. So. He got embarrassed in a in a couple ways. Like like uh, Magnus played him a couple of weeks later in a fucking online tournament, and Magnus took the loss. He lost three points by resigning on the second move, right? Yeah. And then he proceeded to beat absolutely everybody else in the tournament and win it. Uh, the only three points he didn't get with <laughs> so that's kind of that's embarrassing also like magnus has pretty much said to people uh if neiman's playing your tournament i won't play so that's a lot of money lost for neiman that's because who said. are you yeah who are you going to choose for your tournament like the world champion the greatest player of all time or this guy Foxy. cheated online a few times or tanahashi that's what i just said are you kidding me yeah. with this yeah, um, I just I I mean I'm going it's Tanahashi turned, though. I'm, it's clear to me. This, yeah, this whole thing has turned uh, Hans Neiman's face. You know, now Magnus yeah. has turned heel in this situation, and I'm like, I'm on Hans Neiman's side. But then he sues him for a hundred million dollars, and you're like, oh, 
he he's tugging at you, call going, Yeah, you're like, I don't know, maybe he is a, a heel too. Maybe it's just two heels feuding. You know, that's the worst feud in wrestling. Two heels against each other? No good. No, no, it is. It, what's worse, uh, a heel versus heel feud or a face versus face feud, but none of the faces are turning? <laughs> I don't know. Face versus face can work because it's like, you know, it's oh, their, respect, their yeah, yeah. being respectful and stuff like that. Heel on heel Who's doesn't work. It only works. But you know what's funny is that Japan has probably, you know, New Japan probably has more heel on heel matches than anybody because Anyone. of the tournaments and stuff. And they always do them great. And it, but it's a rare thing, you know, it's not something that happens all the time. And I, I love the gimmick where it's a tag team and they have to face each other. That's always the best gimmick when it's a heel tag team that has to face each other. That's the best. I love it. That's, yeah. that's what gave us Taka versus Taichi, you know, uh, that's what's given us many, many amazing matches. So I love that. Cause you, I feel like the vibe is when the match like that happens, uh, you're going to get something fun. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's gonna be fun style because uh, they're gonna try to out dick each other <laughs> as wow. well as pull off really cool moves like seeing um yeah one of them's gonna be like you what are you doing why are you trying to win and that always happens they go like so they start pitting each other and they're both shocked and appalled that they would try to beat each other. <laughs> Gonna be a, a bit of that in the uh, World Tag League because I think like it's a hundred Empire teams and uh, a couple of Bullet Club teams. So I'm interested in uh, a lot of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think we're st- bloody hell. It is didgeridoo season, isn't it? Yeah, man. It's like a holiday or something, right? It's like Kangaroo Day or something. National <laughs> Koala <laughs> Kangaroo Day. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah. I have absolutely no idea, but. Uh, yeah, you sent me this link and I, I didn't uh, really read. I just read the headline. What's this? Oh, Taichi and Katamaru prepared to melt hearts and make opposition cry. <laughs> yeah, there's a funny interview article thing in the New Japan uh, 1972, and basically it's just about how you know Taichi and Katamaru are training for their match at American History X Under, and uh, they're training with their partners. Whose names are definitely uh, something on the yep, yes. Their names are the card. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what their yep. names are. So I don't know what their names are. I'm sorry, but there's all these hilarious pictures of them like kicking and holding the pads and stuff. It's really, it's just a funny ass little article. And they do, uh, they they do some article, you know, some. Uh, interview type stuff they're practicing doing like the rope walks and stuff while holding hands and then most importantly they're practicing posing so that's very important it it is uh, uh nuts boy and tam nakano here you go mm-hmm. that's what i said um i don't know like i know a lot of japanese surnames can be similar and stuff but there's no relation to bormakano oh she's not really japanese was she was she from hawaii oh, i'm sorry Yikes. Yikes. Well, everybody yeah. looks the same to you, huh, Luke? Um, I, I but, did correct uh, myself, so as I was saying, but, you know, that's all right. Well, happens. but that's okay. I mean, in wrestling, you want to take, you know, the name of – I mean, like, you know, did you know hmm. Damien Sandow? Sandow is like an ancient wrestling name, you know, like from back at the very beginning of the territories. So, like, there, 
there's always like everybody's last name is always something like that. It's kind of cool. Thank, th- thanks for the save there, Miss Dandy. But it's also like, I don't know, I feel like she was a bit of a trailblazer in the 90s and stuff. And oh, a, a lot bit. of people might have watched her a, a big time. And uh, people might have been like, hey, maybe I'll use her style and hey, maybe I'll use her name. I don't know, man. I'd, yeah, I'm digging myself I, into a hole. Let's move. <laughs> I read something interesting. I read something interesting recently, and I can't remember who interviewed her, but somebody was interviewing Medusa, and she was talking about how like <laughs> that she was in a two-woman division in WCW. <laughs> and, it's, and it's true. It's just her and Bull Nakano. It that's it. And they wrestled each other like twenty thousand times. And that's all that was the only, you know, I mean, I know there was other women that, you know, were in the original tournament, mm-hmm. stuff like that, but mostly it was just those two. They were like the only ones that got pay-per-view matches that I can remember. But uh it's that was a pretty funny joke that she Can made. you imagine what would have happened if Bull Nakano had um beaten the shit out of uh, a Harley Davidson at that show? Well, yeah, she would have gotten killed. And yeah, that's why I they, they I destroyed the Yamaha. Yeah, and that's well, why they destroyed the Yamaha because she was. They actually billed her from. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, Yokozuna. You know. She also had yeah. She also had one of the coolest names, Bull Bull Nakano. Yeah, it's fantastic, and she had that crazy look. Apparently, you gotta like you gotta use lose like use like three cans of hairspray or egg whites. You put egg whites in your <laughs> hair, and that's what sticks them up straight up like that, man. I used to have a buddy who did the Liberty Spikes for a while, which is like the best haircut of all time. I mean, Liberty Spikes is the ultimate haircut. So and that as a bald man, I can appreciate that, you know, but it's just my favorite thing ever. I had a buddy who did it and he just used all the hairspray and I was like, brother, I hear I hear the egg whites are the deal. And he's like, nah, Aquanet. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually also just checking the card because I'm going to ask a, a dumb question. Uh, all right, well, I know it's it's the final for the uh, IWGP Women's Championship, and I feel like I've seen about as much m- of matches in that tournament um, as I have uh, cruiserweight tournament matches back when they brought that belt in. So uh, okay. I feel like I haven't seen many of those matches. Have they been mostly on Stardom? I guess. Uh, we saw those two at the American show. Anyway, so it's it's going to be the final's going to be Mayu Iwatani, like awesome, uh, versus Kyrie. Have I seen Kyrie before? Who's we Kyrie? We talked about this last week. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? It's Pyre Lady. Yeah, my... And and check oh, that's this right. Out. Kyrie uh, Sane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Sorry. I could I could be wrong, but I think that Mayu Iwatani is making a a a stop in Tokyo Joshi Pro soon. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure she's wrestling um, uh, the the chick that's from over here that I should know her name. And I'm just terrible. I just I don't know. You talk. I will figure it out because I fucking botched it. All right. So that's going to be a gnarly match. It's also billed as being the main event, as it should. You know, the crowning the inaugural champion. We did have this conversation. So uh, Iwatami versus Kairi Sane is going to be a gnarly. Now, uh. They're probably going to keep that belt on Osprey as well. There's two singles matches. The other one's Osprey versus Shota Umino. I think that match is going to be gnarly as well. Lots of tag stuff. Not all of them are crossovers, so I guess everyone's getting a bit of a payday on the uh, on the card. That's but good. Uh, annoyingly, I okay. Yes, there is one. I was just about to say. Wait, I see tag matches with just dudes. Are there any tags with just ladies on it? And I'm like, yep, there sure is. So awesome. 
So my buddy, his name's Mouse, all right? And he's yeah. a you know semi-famous like photographer from the area. I first met him at IWA Mid-South in like early 2017, and we became buddies and stuff. And I, I learned so much about like uh playing the game and how and how to like handle people from him like he get, he gives fantastic advice and he does not cut mince words and when i used to go did to he say it was all about control and if you can take it i don't know what yeah, that my... means um so i i'm just trying to tell a story so uh he, he used to bring his daughter to roh shows and she used to come to all the shows with him too and her name is Billy Starks and she's a wrestler now and she's fantastic and she's grown up around wrestling and like it's just wild because she turned 18 she wrestled for a long time already which is kind of weird but it is what it is and she turned 18 recently so she got booked to Tokyo Joshi Pro she's gonna be oh, over there it's fucking awesome and I can't find the advertisements but she's wrestling like famous people while she's in Japan and she's also going to make a MLW uh, debut soon. So it's just kind of cool because, like, I used to sit next to this guy at ROH shows and I didn't know him. Right. And then I'd see him around and then I met him later on and we realized we were at the same shows together. And we, you know, we've kind of like, I don't know, yeah. I've known him a long time. So I'm really happy for him that his daughter's like bringing success. And she's like a fucking star. If you don't know that, check out just Google Billy Starks and you'll see all kinds of cool shit. And uh, I just, I don't know, I'm really proud of him and his family. And that's so cool that she gets to go to Japan. I, I certainly didn't know that. I didn't know she, anything about that until just now. She's been turning up on my tweet here a little bit more. I, like, she, I never heard of her now over the last couple of weeks. I've seen her name, uh, Billy Starks from she's people, excellent. Uh, tweet, retweeting her and stuff. So, yeah, so she started young. So we got like a, I guess, a modern day well, Soraya, I guess. And like another one of those. Young kind people of. who was always I mean, in it, yeah. There's a like they have a ring in their garage. They didn't always, right? But there's a place in Jeffersonville, uh, uh like uh, Indiana, and it's it's near Louisville. It's right next to where OVW is now, mm. and uh, it's called the Arena. It's owned by this guy named Too Tough Tony, who is like a juggalo wrestler guy. <laughs> he's like an old deathmatch guy. He's friends with like, you know, Madman Pondo and guys like that. And and he's owned this place and he and it's like an old boxing gym and he stuck a ring in there. And man, I mean, hundreds of promotions have run out of that place. Hundreds. Like literally at one time there was 20 or 30 running out of there. I know that sounds crazy. It's but the cork and hole of your area. Yes, absolutely. I'm not kidding. And you know, I've been going there for years and years and years. That's not exactly where I met Mouse, but that's where I became friends with him and saw Billy. But so he became friends with Tough to Tough Tony, and they just like let him and Billy go in there anytime they wanted. So Billy has been training in there with you know wrestler buddies of Mouse for years and years. And so it's just cool, man. I don't know. I'm happy for them, and I hope she does well. And I'm gonna get uh we're talking about getting um what you call it the wrestle universe in january so we can watch all the muda stuff right and so yeah. then i'll go back and watch all the billy stark stuff too that'll be cool yeah that will, that'll be awesome it, it feels like uh it feels like if you just watched new japan you're kind of going to miss like all of the all the muda stuff so yeah he's he's got some aw stuff he's we got, got some... we gotta watch that yeah 
Yeah, you you got to watch, like, I don't care, as you said, I don't care if it's all entrances and posing and they just do their top moves <laughs> and then it ends with the, the DQ. I don't give a shit. But Sting versus Muda for one more time, man. Like, yeah. I'm not usually nostalgic for wrestling, but yes. How please. about headlocks? How about endless headlocks? <laughs> man, as long as there's no grass to be seen, I don't mind. <laughs> I can't believe you compared the Andor to the that Island was Death a joke. <laughs> you're a bastard you're son of a bitch you should you know i have the look on my face right now that andor has on his face the whole show though what the fuck that look <laughs> i mean just watch it how are you not entertained by just the the fucking facial expressions he makes throughout the whole show like what that's, that's awesome i love it anyway well i yeah so we got good shit coming up there's wrestling it's just this week there really isn't any you know, yeah, I mean, in, in AEW, what are they doing? They got the wrestling or are they just doing the other? What are they doing? Uh, there's there's a dynamite on, I think, tomorrow or tomorrow for me. And then uh, there's Rampage. But there's a so, yeah, mate, you know, if you're like, I'll have uh, full gear to watch and then rest up for a few hours and it's start crossover time. So but that's like, going to be a big what's, day. What's full gear? What's going on there? You want to know the card? Well, who, is there anything significant to New Japan? No. If not, then I don't care. I just uh, I don't know what the main event is. What's Dana Bryan doing? You know? Uh, he's going to be in a four-way match. Ugh, gross. Why isn't he in the main event wrestling himself? Well, MJF's in the main event. <laughs> okay. Who's, is he wrestling John Moxley? Yes. Yes, he is. Will there the be a finish? Yeah, I think so. What will um, the finish be, Luke? Uh, well, it's 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 probably been said on uh, another podcast, but I kind of I like the idea, so fuck it, I'm pinching it of uh, MJF using uh, Regal's brass knuckles instead of his diamond ring to knock out John yeah. Moxley. I know he's kind of facey at the moment, but I don't know. I like the idea of him just lulling people in and then just being like, "No, nah, I'm a dick bag. <laughs> you guys are stupid." So, I don't like that. I don't like huh? it because I feel like he needs to be face or heel. If you ride yeah. the line too much, that's what they did with Roman Reigns, right? They just rode the line with him, rode the line with him, and it didn't work. And they did it for years. And finally, when they let him be a heel, now he's good, you know? So I just, I don't know. That That's weird to me. It's like he hmm. needs to, like, like the night that I saw him, it was fantastic, but it was like all babyface shit. And I thought for sure that he was going to get out of the ring there at the end of that show and just attack Regal. He didn't. I was like, oh, I should have just attacked Regal. You know, we need to establish him as what he is. And uh, if if he draws everybody in and then punching, you know, somehow that is like a big heel thing, him punching out Moxley. But I just feel like it wouldn't play that way after all the build they've done. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's true. Thing, you know? Oh, that's I'm interested. Thing. Definitely interested to see what they do. Um, we've got well, the acclaimed. Well, versus um keith lee and swerve for the tag titles we've got uh, ethan page or bandito versus to be announced because there's a tournament going on that's awesome uh tony storm versus jamie hater for the interim oh, Ooh, they're gonna pull the trigger on jamie hater everybody likes her right fucking hope so she's awesome yeah, Tony Storm's not bad, but Jamie Hayter's awesome. Uh, there's like, uh, oh, so here's the four-way matchup. It's for the Ring of Honor World Championship. It's Chris Jericho, Claudio Castagnoli, Sammy Guevara, and Brian Danielson. 
also it's like Jericho's like, hey, I'm gonna do a couple moves. And then uh, Sammy, get you in guys there. got this. <laughs> you guys got this. What? Okay, so is this uh, is Paige versus uh, Britt Baker on yep. Full Gear? Okay. Sure is. I, I'm interested in that match. There's three women's matches that they've announced on the card. Oh, so. oh, okay. Three women's matches. Thanks a lot. That's so funny. They they've been getting hate, and they're like, oh, well, we'll, we'll just. We'll do yep. the opposite of what we've been and doing. That I'm kind of interested in all three because I want to see Jamie Hayter win. I want to see what Britt Baker versus Soraya looks like. And the other match is, well, it's Nyla Rose versus Jade Cargill. And I think okay. those two will just smash each other. <laughs> That's happened before too, right? So, yeah. or has it? Okay. But what, yeah, what's Jake happened Cargill. now is Nyla's stolen her title, uh, Jade Cargill's title, and there's all this whole thing. And so they're going to have a rematch. She's all, Jade, yeah. When Jade's like got a winning streak of 30-something, she's kind of beaten everyone. So you're going to have to do some stories. She has to and, move up yeah. the card. <laughs> like, if you've beaten everybody, you got to move up the card. That's what she's yeah. there for. So I hope she beats Nyla Rose. And then, mm-hmm. it, like, you know, if this is a New Japan show, then at the end of the big match, at the end, whoever has the title, interim, whether it's interim or not, then Jay Cargo comes out and challenges, and the crowd's like, yeah! And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not watching. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And look, uh, we've got also got Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy in a steel cage, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. But look, okay. there's one thing that really pisses me off about this show, and it's not going to be on the pre-show because of one of the wrestlers in it. And I hate that. Part of this money that I'm going to spend on this pay-per-view is going to this man because it's Sting and Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Oh my God, he's going to wrestle. Why? I can't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like Jeff Jarrett. No. I'm standing. I don't like him. No, he's bad. Why was the X Division like much more interesting in the mid noughties Oh yeah, because uh, Jeff Jarrett was Triple H in the freaking TNA title back then. Yeah, I, don't know. I, don't know. I just—he's gross. He's got gross on him, and it's like I don't want—you don't want the gross on you. And AEW's like, hey, we'll pay you to put the gross on us. Come on, you know, and I—we'll we'll give you a pay-per-view match versus Sting. Fuck off. I mean, like, I just—I don't know. Yeah, hey, you remember a while back? You remember a while back? Like this yeah. is uh, this is completely off subject, but it's on subject, and that is mm-hmm. that you remember when like New Japan had that show with Noah, and like we got it. I think I think Ian wrote us, and maybe somebody else, and they were just everyone was all like, "Oh my God, this just feels like the first show in a series of Noah versus New Japan," and I was like, "Don't get your hopes up, you know, because yeah. wrestling is going to disappoint you." And I just I don't know, man. This has that same feel to it where it's just like it just feels like for some people, this is something pretty cool, you know, and I get that they like his song or something and they like the stupid podcast with with mortgage guy or whatever. And uh, I get it, but I just feel like this is going to be a big disappointment and people are going to think, oh, I just. I don't know. Wrestling tends to disappoint well, when it comes I, I, to I feel like I feel like Noah and New Japan have still kept a relationship. It hasn't been what we maybe dreamed of or what you know, Noah going Noah like, guys this. Noah guys don't come to New Japan. New That's Japan right. guys go to Noah. So it's like the forbidden door only swings it's funny one too, way. New Japan guys go to Noah and they're getting over. I don't think New Japan would do the same thing 
remember when uh, Kento came back to Japan and uh, the crowds are just like, you're a normal guy, boo. Yeah. So they had to yeah. turn him heel. I don't, do you reckon they always planned on turning him heel? They had to because the crowds just wouldn't accept him. I don't know. I, don't I feel know. like they do now because he's part of Bullet Club and he's you know, made, they definitely made a mark and he's bled all over the bloody map. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. Why isn't... It'd be cool to see um, Nakajima make a visit. Marufuji hasn't been around in a while over here, so... Yeah. Man, maybe I'll watch when we get done talking. I'll I'll watch uh, Okada versus Marufuji. It's so amazing. God, it's so good. And it, you know what would be fun is just to go through all Marufuji's uh, G1 matches that year. Because he was in this fucking G1. <laughs> so was Nakajima. And they wrestled everybody, and it was fantastic. And... Uh, Maybe that's worth going back and seeing, you know? Mm. Yeah, you you generally pull it. We were doing recommends. You'd, every every now and again, one of your choices would be a G1 match from that year. <laughs> I love that and, G1, uh, man. Yeah, it was pretty good. From what I've seen, it's pretty good. Uh, my first one was 2017, and uh, it's funny. Like, uh, I, wa- I remember watching one of the first G1 matches I watched was that, seeing Zack Sabre Jr. tap out Tanahashi. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. This guy made him tap out. Not realizing what a big deal it was that he made that <laughs> as he tap out. Now I know it's a big deal. Like, oh, man, he just t- tapped out the ace. But back then I was just like, oh, cool. He he he, he just tapped out uh, this dude. So, yeah, man, how far I've come. And I think go. that's why we do a podcast together, you dag. We, we have different opinions on lots of things. But when it comes to wrestling, oh. hell yeah. Yes. I am the, the bogan. And uh, so you got from that year, you got Marafuji versus um, Goto. You got Marafuji versus Tamatanga. You got Marafuji versus who's this guy? What's this guy? Oh, it's Hiroshi Tanahashi. That's a match <laughs> for that year. Oh, my God. I don't remember that one very well. I'll have to go back and watch that. That's incredible, man. Uh, let's see. What else we got? We got Tanahashi versus your favorite, Sonata. Tanahashi versus your other favorite, Togi Makabe. And then the match oh that goodness. I was like, I'm pretty sure this happened. I have to go back and check. And why I'm searching is because there is a Marafuji versus Ishii match from that year. And I bet you that's incredible. Ooh. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm going to watch that today, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's why this yeah. podcast is probably going to be up before my review of Paradise City because. Uh, that's where the grass is green yeah. and the girls are pretty. Did you hear that? <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking yep. of um, stuff we have to remember. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, why don't we end this on some uh, professional wrestling talk? Because we have a voicey email from our favorite. He, Ian's not a favorite anymore. Sorry, Ian. Um, and uh, it is Dave Howard. Yeah, Dave ha- Dave Howard is doing strong reviews now. So here is Dave Howard with a strong review of the week. Sorry, no, no, no time for pleasantries. Got to get into it. That junior heavyweight tag match was dope. I'm really looking forward to the four way at Wrestle Kingdom. But what do we do with Watto? He is a grown man with a little boy's haircut. We got to do something with this guy. Some sort of presentation change. I don't know. Tenzon mentored him. Can we give him Tenzon's mullet? Anything's got to be better than what he's currently got. How do you guys think a repackage, and maybe not even a total repackage, but what do we do to fix Watto? He's not bad in the ring. He's learning. He's getting better all the time. 
but he just looks so goofy. How do we fix that? Put him in a mask? What do you guys got? Thanks. Talk to you later. All right. I feel feel like they they're at least taking steps to do something with Latte uh, by putting him in a feud with like the three biggest names of the division, arguably. Uh, well, I apart mean, from Kushida. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't think blue really works because sometimes it goes blondish blue, and it feels like like how someone might look if they wiped their nose upwards and you know into their hair and stuff. Aww. Like he's he's definitely got to do hair stuff. Dude, I remember your wild, amazing, awesome theory, fantasy dream bookness from a few years back. You going like, Wado's got to be the new Tiger Mask, right? He's well, Tiger be. Mask won't retire. Right? I don't think Tiger Mask is going anywhere until he's 100. Diverticulitis so, uh, couldn't take out Tiger Mask. <laughs> almost dying couldn't take him out either, didn't he? Was that diverticulitis that did that? Or That's what I, think I said, almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so... That was a thing that almost took out Brock too, isn't it? Holy shit! But yeah, uh, that, like wrestlers would punch him right in the diverticulitis when he came back. They'd be like, "Oh, right in the diverticulitis." So here's what you do uh, with with Wato. I think uh, right with Tenzan's mullet, you give him the tiger mask, and then you call him mullet mask because you have the mullet on top of the mask. Oh. But the ball, mullet it's a mask. part of the, it's a part of the mask though. Yeah. Right. It's a <laughs> mullet yeah, it's, mask. It's, it's mullet mask. Oh my god! I just grandmaster mullet mask. <laughs> I just want to know how much water pays to have his hair dyed to look like it needs to be dyed. You know what Can I mean? He's it. like, he's like, you know, hey man, just all right. So I want you to make it look like. I got this dyed 10 days ago. Okay. That's what I want. <laughs> you know, it's like, why are you doing that? Like just dye it blue. So I, I saw Wakanda forever today. Right. And like the yeah. bad guys are like these fish people type people. And it's so oh. funny because they're like, also, oh, Namo's in the movie. Yeah, he is. I didn't know that oh. that was something I that you Namo. knew about, but yes, fish people, they are, he is in the movie. And, and it's funny when they greet each other, they do the, the master Watto hand gesture. <laughs> 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 it's like, oh, bunch of master Watto fans there under the ocean, you know? So at least he's getting over there. Uh, he's getting over under. But it's just like, if you say fish people and it's Marvel, I'm just like, oh, Namor straight away. Prince of the ocean. Wow. And world-class yeah. douchebag. <laughs> so I'm so dumb, and I can't tell which is which so much that I'm thinking, well, when is when is Aquaman. fucking Roman when is Roman yeah. gonna show up and whoop this Pretty guy's much. ass? <laughs> and I was like, oh wait, no, that's fine. Right. So you, I want yeah, one spoiler. Ahead. Does Namor yeah. have little tiny wings on his feet? He certainly does. And yes! listen, listen, okay, it's one of the fucking stupidest things i've ever yes, seen is. in my life yes, it, is it is absolutely dumb now listen yep. they did it right they did everything they could to make it not be silly all right it's, but it's stupid it's, yeah it is extremely it silly and like it but in in he doesn't have enough bravado where it's like silly and funny it's supposed to be taken straight and it's just like are you fucking kidding me and here's what it reminds me of, okay like the physics and and how it works in the movie is it's just like okay so there's this really terrible movie the wachowski brothers or wachowskis i guess is what they're called now i, I they, know what you mean yeah 
after the matrix they uh, one of the movies they made speed racer which is fantastic i love that movie too, yeah. it's so awesome dude and that's they great made, i made a little movie that was such a piece of shit and it's called jupiter ascending okay oh, this yeah. movie is like it's cop it is one it's a good so good so bad it's good it's fucking amazing and one of the yeah, things like in battlefield it is, earth is yeah yes yeah it then you know it's, it's a little better than that but uh channing tatum <laughs> He is a werewolf, space werewolf in that movie, and he has these cool. like space skates on his feet. And that's just what it's the same thing. It reminded me of that so much. And you know, and also I was thinking, Hermes? But no, not Hermes. And the guy's like, it's funny because when he's introduced in the movie, he's like, I have many names. And I'm like, Hermes? Is that one of your names? It's not Hermes. Okay. Well, what it's, do you yeah. How are you not Hermes? Okay. It's funny, I can't remember some of Namor's names, but uh, yeah. Hermes? Also, is that one of them? No, <laughs> but going back to Watto and it's and his hair, it's just like when some people buy, I don't know, like Converse shoes or something, and they're like one of the few shoes that look a little cooler when they're a bit dirty, so like they kind of stand their feet, or they buy pre-ripped jeans or something. Do you know. think Giotto's giving them that advice, or who? Because it, no, or, no, it's it's ten. It's ten time. Right. It's ten time. He needs to quit listening to Ted's on. So maybe mullet mask isn't a good idea. So. Oh, no, it's the worst idea I've ever come up with. But well, I kind of want to see it. Ten, it's got to be a bull and a tiger at the same time, too. And, like, it's funny because that would also mean that Ten's on and Tiger Mask would have to retire. And he can't even get Tiger Mask to retire. So, yeah, I mean, nice. just saying. You know, Tiger Hattori just retired. To yes. No, you can tell. I mean, if Tiger Mask goes to Noah, he's going to be world champion. So, (laughs) just saying. World champion, or or like, you mean like junior world champion, or just like, no, no, no. He's going to have both belts. (laughs) Double champion and tag champions. And like, he's going to be tag champions by himself. So, he's going to be the Ultimo Dragon of Noah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The Ultimo Tiger, which is, which would allow. Wato to work on his mullet mask gimmick. Oh man, I want it now. I yeah. want it. I just want yeah. like maybe Bushi's listening in on this and he can do me a solid and walk to the ring with a mullet mask on. Obviously he'll take it off because he's got a mask underneath that. But Bushi, right. if you hear this, come on man. No. Look us up. Make he's, it blue soon and say he's Wato's not gonna up. help Wato. He hates no, Wato. They always beat the shit out of each other. Their matches are always awesome. So they, uh, just saying, they, yeah. don't, they don't like each other. He still sees Wado as a young lion. He's like, no. And we know Bushi hates young lions. So it's, uh, yeah, they're never going to be friends. I'm sorry. No, they are not. But it's, uh, it, it is cool. Like, I feel like, unlike some other young lions that we've had come back, I think it's taken, oh, I don't think it's definitely taken Wato a little longer to put all the pieces together. Yeah. And I have to hey, say man. a part of that is that poor dude, he uh he debuted during COVID and it's really hard to perfect your character or build that that when like <laughs> Didgeridoo races. They're oh racing the Didgeridoos. <laughs> I didn't know that. I think Speed Racer was like uh behind one of them. He's he's like oh, he's he's got it. He's got the speed racer car and in front of the car Mark he's got the three. window he's got the window open, Mark four or five or something. He's got the window open, he's got the didgeridoo, and on the end of the didgeridoo is like the <laughs> thing where he puts it so it can rest and it's like all the way down the street. 
Oh, man. When I was a kid, one of my buddies, he went, it was like summer after high school or something like that. And he went like to Colorado and hiked the mountains and did the like hippie shit for a whole, you know, six months or something like that. And he comes back and, he, and he, he's like hanging out with us and stuff. He's a little different. You know how that happens. People grow up, but he's got this thing and it's it's a moose call and it's like a, you know, a hunting tool. It's a moose call. It looks like it's like a tube with a little like spout on one end and it is <laughs> loud. It is really loud. It's like, Mah! like, but really fucking loud. And so we used to drive on the highway. This is real smart, by the way. We'd be definitely not altered in any way, but just straight up. So mm-hmm. we're driving down the highway and he would point that thing out the window and just like blow it at cars. And they'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> it sounds like a, a moose is in your car. It was so loud. We took it in the mall once and he fed it up his sleeve. And he put it up to his mouth. And just go right in the middle of the store. What happened? Uh, was it like a mass shitting of pants? No, it was just basically me and my friends laughing and everyone else going, we don't know or care what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Us just being like, oh my God, so funny. The moose call. Oh, we terrified a few people with that. It was great. <laughs> Tell you what, I, w- I don't think I'd go to a sports ball game with him because he'd probably bring that annoying horn with him. Dude, I don't think he'd let, let you in with the moose call. It's like a... You know, it's like a sound weapon. You know, what I mean? it's a weapon of mass sound destruction. They ain't gonna let you <laughs> the game with that. They're gonna think that's some kind of device, which it is. So uh, anyway, but yeah, yeah. I used to have a duck call when I was a kid. I can do kind of a like, you know. There you go. There's a duck. That's what a duck sounds like. I don't know if you've got an equivalent in America. You probably do because of like hunting and stuff like that. But and roadkill and things but we've got these things that you can put on like like the front of your car and it's supposed to be called like a, it's called a roo a whistle roo's you know short for kangaroo yeah. and it's yeah. supposed to like emit, emit a pitch or something like that that makes like hey uh watch out there's a car coming get the fuck out of the way to animals we and have stuff. that for, for deers yes we have what do you call them is a deer whistle oh uh, yeah probably something like that that's probably what we call them it, you said it's yeah. called roos down there Root, root whistle, yeah, root, root whistle. whistle, yeah. because yeah, I was gonna say ruse in America. That's a pair. That's a pair of shoes with a little pocket inside. Ah, oh, you can also you also see like a billion cars around here. Or well, you used to. It's not so popular now. They used to have like uh, like uh, kangaroo balls hanging off the, off the the tow bar at the back or something like that. Truck nuts, but it's kangaroo balls. I see. Yes, yes, truck you, nuts. You think that's funny? Do you like that? Um. It was funny the first time I saw them, and then um, maybe the hundredth time I saw them, and then that's about it. <laughs> so where I live, that is a stay the fuck away from that person. To me, like I see truck yeah. nuts, and I'm just like, nope. You know, <laughs> like to me, that's like, oh, I know a lot about you. You know, just from that, it's bad here. I've got, but uh, then again. But- you know, we're we're a red state here, so never mind. It's all good, I guess. You know, it's fine. <laughs> I've got uh, Liz Lemon in my brain going, uh, that's a deal breaker right yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Oh, hey, so I just want to talk about one more thing with you, okay? I'm sorry. Um, we're going long. We're going long tonight, folks. Okay. It's happening. 
And uh, so there's a show, and I think we talked about it, right? Oh. And, you know, I finally watched it, and I'm almost done with it, actually, because I just started it the other day because it's pretty funny. Finally got into Shit's Creek, right? Tremendous okay. show. Tremendous show. It's really funny. I mean, it's – I think the reason why I originally couldn't get into it is it's such a ripoff of Arrested Development that it's like, well, why would I – this is just, you know what I mean? Like you've watched. Dude, one, I had the know, exact couple. reaction when I watched the right. first episode, and I haven't gone further. But now I'm kind it's, of curious. Okay, it's fantastic, and like it takes a while to get, like, it gets a little cheesy towards the end. I'm in the fifth season, which is like the last one, and it gets a little cheesy. But it's a lot like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, except it's just about a family instead of these assholes that hate each other. They're in a family. And I don't know. I would I would recommend watching it and getting like three or four episodes in before you make a decision, because I I got three episodes in like two or three times. and was like, ah, I don't get it. Yeah. And this time I get it. It took a little while. But, man, it's a pretty funny show. The characters are awesome. I mean, the the people, it, it's a lot like uh, Parks and Rec, just the way. Yeah, the first season shit. It's, well, I wasn't saying well, it's that. It's not shit, was, but it hasn't reached its potential. You know, it hasn't, it's still learning, I guess. Yeah, maybe the first part of it, but I just, I think it's more the watchers learning what the humor is. And uh, mm. it's just, what I was going to say is it's like Parks and Recs in the way that, like, you know, the character Jerry from Parks and Recs, right? Oh my God. He's, he's, you mean Gary? He's from, you're right exactly he's tremendous <laughs> i mean that guy doesn't do anything and he's tremendous because he's just like the straight guy there's a couple characters in the show that you'll immediately latch on to that are just like side characters that are just normal people dealing with whatever these fucking assholes are up to and it's just tremendous oh i really enjoyed it i'm i'm you know gonna be done with it soon so i like it we don't have a sitcom on the go at the moment we usually like having something funny we can dip into so i might bring that up but uh, i like i like that thing with um jerry either with a j or a g or gary with <laughs> uh, one r or two r's <laughs> they, they, find, they finally go like oh he's been inviting us to stuff for years we might as well go to one of his things and it turns out like he's married to like this blonde bombshell and has like three amazing right. daughters and things right. like that. And and everyone's thinking like, wow, was did he used to be like fit in his younger days and stuff? And his missus is like, no. Yeah. He's just no. ultra charismatic, but not at work. You know. Um, yeah. It's it's great. I I also love Ron Swanson. How his, what's his his alter ego? He's like a sax. Uh, he like plays smooth jazz saxophone. I know who you mean. Right? <laughs> I can't remember. He has an alter ego, and that shit's amazing. I love. Man, I need to watch that show again. It's subtle too because every now and again there'll be a middle aged woman who walks past him and they'll just <laughs> right. look at him and just like go give him that look, and you know exactly what that's a reference to. They saw him play sax. Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, w- uh, what we do in shadows had that Jackie Dakota el- episode, which is a similar oh type deal, you know. And uh, they tried to do that again in that most recent episode with Nandor, and it just I don't know, it's fine. It just didn't land like the Jackie Dakota thing did. I need to I feel like everyone Nandor. Nandor to me feels like the the one vampire in the show that they try to do the most character stuff with. But it, it, it's always it's hit or miss with me. Sometimes I like yeah. it, the Jimmy stuff I've liked. Other times it's it's a bit of a miss. But I feel like, yeah, I don't know. 
like uh, Nadia and uh, Laszlo, they know who they are and they're happy with who they are. It's yeah. Sort of, uh, I don't yes. know. I just feel like Nandor does a lot of stuff that's against what his character is. You know, it doesn't make sense. It's like he's raging it, like, against it, yeah. Like against the machine that is his character, yes. Um, you know, Bulls on Parade. But he, uh, by the way, I've been playing a lot of Rage Against the Machine lately. When I was a kid, like, that was like drop detuning, man. You fucking start playing Rage Against the Machine riffs and, like, I, used, I was in a band that we covered a bunch of Rage Against the Machine songs, so it's been fun lately. I've been playing them again, but uh, they were anyway, awesome, yeah. Yeah, anyway, Nandor, uh, he's just like, I don't know, like he's a one-trick pony kind of, and they ought to just let him do that trick, but they keep trying to do all this other shit with him. The wife stuff is stupid. Why would he want that? That doesn't make any sense. I thought it was so funny how he has the, like, redneck chick that he's in love with that like you know like for some reason she just has a hold on him like that is funny okay that's just funny like when he when he uses wishes to try to do whatever that was kind of weak but the uh i can't remember that lady's name but it's the same thing with nadia she has the the guy that keeps you know that keeps getting reincarnated that she falls in love with all the yes. time and his name's jeff but she can't accept that she so she calls him jesk because she can't pronounce Jeff, but she also can't re- really, her brain can't wrap around that his name is just Jeff. <laughs> How much of a normal American he appears yes. to be and all that kind of stuff. Just I feel like maybe, maybe I'm a Matt Berry fan of old, but uh, uh, man, Leslie's my boy. I love Leslie. Yeah. But Nadia's great too. I like when she sings. It's so funny. She's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. But it I feel like, like her what... voice is more annoying than Fran Drescher's voice was. Like, yes. In a good way. Like, it's entertaining. Like, I mean, yeah. so that's why you got to watch Shit's Creek, because Catherine O'Hare's in it. And she's playing that same kind of character where she used to be rich, and she's used to all this stuff. And she does this hilarious, like, transatlantic accent. You know, like the like the 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 accent that they do in like Humphrey Bogart movies, like that accent. Okay, and yeah. She, and it's but it comes and goes, and she says everything weird, and it's just she's fantastic. She's probably the best character on that show, and the whole thing. I mean, you've seen Mighty Wind, so those two, yeah, of her course, and yeah. Eugene Levy together, are just magic, and they're like kind of the heart of that show. But the their kids are really really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's i don't know it's a good show i really like I, I like all those movies like uh waiting for guffman best in show yeah for your consideration and mighty wind yeah mighty wind is a great name for a movie wow. as well final tap too yes well yeah spinal taps one of my obviously spinal tap. fucking sp- yeah but uh that one doesn't have Catherine o'hara or eugene levy in it i don't think so that's why i didn't mention it but, yeah fair enough yeah, those, they did uh, mascots a couple of years ago on Netflix, but it wasn't quite like up to the, uh, the previous ones. But that's okay. What was it called? Mascots. Okay. Oh yes, I remember that one. That one was funny. It had, uh, I think it had one of the that guy from The Office. Um, gosh, one of the like later characters from The Office that was also in Silicon Valley and a bunch of other stuff. Um, he's also on that show. That there's a show. That like HBO's like it's gonna happen. We're gonna make this into a show, and it's man, I've given it a chance over and over again. It's real bad. It's called Avenue Five. Have you seen this? It's like a 
like Love Boat in Space. Oh man, dude, I'd never heard of that show a week ago, and the last Real two bad. days I've heard it mentioned three times. My really? dad mentioned it. Uh, I watched. I was listening to a Blake Seven podcast, and someone else mentioned Avenue Five, and now you're mentioning Avenue Five. I'm like, why is the universe trying to put? Maybe this you should in my check text? it out. I I just think it's a piece of shit. <laughs> like it yeah. is. I mean, and, and like, so I was, I watched the first season. I'm like, wow, this is a piece of shit. And then the second season came out and I was like, really? I can't believe you're making a second season. It's like, why? So I started watching it and I was like, it's still a piece of shit. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why did you do this? Like, I don't understand. I feel like you'd get a kick out of uh, pitch meetings on the YouTubes. Like, how does this shit get made? That'll, that'll show you. They're pretty, they're pretty funny. Oh my goodness! Well, how how's your Dua Lipa going? Um, like I heard the song at the end of the episode. Oh, last episode. Fucking it's... badass, right? <laughs> that song is incredible. Like holy yes. shit! It it was yeah. I I was I mean, not unimpressed. If, if like, I was surprised move, by it. If you don't want to move your body, like while that's playing, you don't have one you know what i mean like that is like that is like yeah i'm gonna be popping my head that bass like who i hope that's a real bass player i don't know but whoever plays bass for her is fucking incredible like god damn i love it Did i mention i like that it's a good song yes you have man i'm still i've still been on this weird pete and baz train like yeah the two 70 year old drill rappers from the uk i just like yeah a little obsessed at the moment so here's here's maybe something that i i'm trying to relate to you here okay so drill rapping it's real fast mm-hmm. say the words fast you know and like there was a guy i mean obviously bone thugs and harmony are famous for saying the words fast but there's this guy that i can't mention who was a one of those like master p guys right and he was maybe the fastest rapper of all time i'll tell you later because i would not want to support him in any way but uh he he did a song with the probably like quintessential fast rapper to me i mean there's twista people like that guy too but to me it's buster rhymes and like buster rhymes is the ultimate like fast rapper guy and he yeah. brought brought that to like give me some milk. you know i mean yeah man that song is fucking awesome and weird and like musically challenging and people loved it and like all his stuff's like that you know he has some you know leaders of the school old school just like basic rap hip-hop shit but like that extinction level event album that shit is amazing the you know keep your hands where my eyes can see all that shit fucking he's so great i love buster rhymes you should listen to him man see you've just put him back in my brain and just been pete and bass have been Going back to some of my favorite Beastie Boys records as well. It's every Beastie Boys song, and I love it every time. It's also every Run DMC song, too. And I love it every time. I don't care. <laughs> so it's like one of the songs that the Beastie Boys have is like, well, and if you don't like it, well, hey, fuck you. Right. So, uh, yeah. So no, I'll uh, I'll put on some Buster. I'll put on some Give Me Some Art straight away, like after after we're done here. Maybe that should be the uh, end end credit song or something. But uh, that's up to up to you. Oh, we do an end credit songs now. I just thought I don't know. do do a Lipa. 
right? But yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, okay. Well, I was going to put like a Weird Al song at the beginning, but it'd be funny if I just put Gimme Some More by Busta Rhymes for no reason. So, <laughs> how about I do that? That sounds that sounds like a good compromise, right? <laughs> An episode where we talk about lots of Weird Al stuff and then we don't even play Weird Al. That's, that sounds kind of funny. Yeah, I dig it. Very nice. All right. Hell yeah. So, yeah, thanks everyone for listening to us. Just, uh, well, pretty much just have a catch-up conversation. <laughs> and we we, uh, we 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 complain when we have to do multiple episodes a week because of a, a tournament or something like that. But then there's no wrestling at all for one week or two weeks, and we're just like, never real. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta get the we gotta keep the podcast juices flowing, and they're flowing all over, and it's time to clean up. Phases next and chest. Yes, they are. And oh, with that, this is never realm 16, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> I love it. That's going to confuse so many people. They're gonna turn, I mean, all of our many, many listeners, they're going to turn this on and be like, why are they saying it's 15 when it's the episode title 16? <laughs> Don't ever listen. Oh, my goodness. Oh my god! All right. Well, do I do I say in Gator we trust at the end of the? I can't remember what I do, but um, uh, yeah, in Gator we trust, I guess. Give me some help.